here, I'm going to look for your kids. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Radio Melee. The show where everything's made up and your points don't matter. No, that's who's lying. Sorry about that. Hope we don't get sued by Drew Carey. <laughs> uh, how you doing, PP? All right, man. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. So before anyone asks, as I'm sure people will, uh, we did have a very stellar guest lineup for the week. Uh, but due to some unforeseen last-minute circumstances, they were un actually unable to join us. So we are winging it, flying by the seat of our pants, as we do in the Melee community a lot of the time in general. And uh, we'll probably get them, I think, two weeks from now. Sounds like we're locking it in. Uh, not to mention, by the way, for all you viewers, uh, we will be having pretty soon a very special off-air episode with one Golden Guardian Zane. So make sure y'all check that out when that comes out. But in, in any case, right now it's me and PP. And uh, we got a lot to talk about. I am actually, I was just doing uh, a kind of a, uh, what do I call it? Like a preview for... PB, do you realize I'm actually traveling a bunch again, which is crazy. It's a crazy oh, feeling to me. That's a good point. Toph, you, uh, I guess the world's opening up. You're opening up. I'm Melee's opening up. Opening up. Let's yeah. get it, man. I'm going to, I don't know if this is announced. Maybe it's not announced. Whatever we're announcing. I'm announcing it here. Gamer, whatever. If, Gamer, if you want to take it up with me, you can take it up with me. But I'm going to the East Coast in two weeks to commentate the NA East Regional Finals for the Smash World Tour, cool which tough. is going to feature some players like Zane, some players like IBDW, players of that caliber. Uh, and this coming weekend, um, so in, you know, I guess two days for the people watching on YouTube, uh, is going to be the NA West qualifiers, uh, which is going to feature not Mango, because I think he's got a scheduling conflict, but it's going to feature like Plup, who moved to Oregon, which is crazy, as well as I think EU. I think EU is at the same time, or like the same, at least the same weekend. So. Hmm. I uh, I don't know if people realize this. We're getting Tournament Leffen and Tournament Plup uh, this weekend, which is kind of wild when you really stop and think about it. I saw a lot of people saying, um, coming out of SmashCon, you know, people were wondering, this was the big question in everyone's mind. Is Melee dead? What's going on? Why is, why is there a Ganon in top three shots? No fluxes. What's going on? Why is it, why is it Polish versus Juicebox? Where's the top players? Not that Polish and Juicebox aren't amazing, but you get what I'm saying. And, um... Yeah, to those people, I just hope that those people who were wondering where all the melee competition was at SmashCon Fall Fest, I hope they tune in this weekend because there's going to be some really, really high-level melee, offline high-level melee uh, this weekend uh, in, a, in a really, really cool format. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to cast it and watch. Yeah, and if you guys want to tell us your thoughts, tell us what you think the state of melee is, how you feel. Tell do that. Yes. <laughs> if you want to talk to us, even yes. exclamation radio melee, my chat, Toast chat, get invited to the Discord server, submit topics here. You'll get pulled in. Just do what everyone's doing. It'll, it'll right. make sense. I promise. Believe in yourself, gamers. Exclamation uh, mark, radio melee. Yeah. In either one of our chats mm -hmm. to, get, to get it done. And uh, let me tell you, um, there's, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about, you know? Uh, I had a, <laughs> I, I, I spoke about some of this stuff yesterday with regards to kind of the state of Melee, and, you know, we're definitely in an interesting uh, phase right now, and I think people have a lot of questions about these, uh, we're already getting some questions about these topics, you know, IRL Melee attendance and stuff like this, and I had a lot to say on my stream yesterday that maybe I'll repeat some of today, um, but, you know, I mean, from my perspective, it's, it's, you know, how do I put this? I've, 
Yeah, I mean, me and you both, right, PP? We've been in melee for so long, but I, mm-hmm. I mean, I've heard the call of like, okay, is melee dead <laughs> this time? I've Dude. heard that so many times. Toph, I cannot believe in current year where players are sponsored and we have, and we have, you know, people not only making comfortable livings but making fantastic livings off of melee. Not too many, but some. Not too many. But some. people, but some people are making at least comfortable or okay livings off of it. Yeah. Uh, that that we can say the game's dead. Um, people, now, if you want to say the game's dead when Brawl was out, we'd actually fight against you. We'd say, no, no, we, look at all the views Wombo Combo got, or, you know, whatever, right? right? Whatever we had to do back then, yeah. right? And so, but now, it was I tough mean, back then. Yeah, we really, we uphill both ways. Uh, <laughs> no did. UCF or any of that stuff. So, yeah, it was, it was a different time. But, yeah, I mean, that would have been, if there was ever a time Melee was, would have been truly dead, it would have been after... Uh, right after Brawl came out, where I think there was a six-month period where I didn't think any tournaments happened. But outside of that, yeah, I think yeah. it, it struggled. But yeah, even if Melee... Melee can't always go up, right? There have to be downturns sometimes. And then there yeah. was a week there were it was a little bit of a lull. And that doesn't mean it's going to downturn forever. I mean, people, like you said, uh, it's got stuff yeah. coming. People forget that Ultimate died for like a year. Like, we had a crazy 2020 with the online era. I don't think people realize this. Ultimate was like so dead for like all of 2020 and most of 2021. Like they had nothing. They had their t- a bunch of their top players just stopped going to stuff at period and didn't enter anything online at all. Right. Mars and Light didn't enter a tournament for a year and a half. Light, the guy that won SmashCon for Ultimate, didn't enter a tournament for like a year and a half. You know what I mean? They had nothing. They had nothing. They had nothing worth speaking of. They, their their version of the Smash World Tour. You know, I was kind of making this point to people. Uh. You know, Mango couldn't make it to Smash World Tour this year, but, like, their version of Smash World Tour also had a lot of unfortunate kind of issues with, like, the fact that there were these online qualifiers. You know, people like Void literally tried to get in and didn't make it. He Hmm. tried to get into Smash World Tour, and he didn't qualify because it was an online qualifier. And, like, there are several other top players that are in that same boat, where, like, a bunch of the people you would really expect to to fill these rosters are just notably absent. Because they couldn't make it through the online qualifier because the online is so bad, you know? So it's like, I, people got to realize that now that tournaments are opening up for Ultimate, um, like with SmashCon, apparently there was like a global cap across all events for a thousand entrants. And it just so happened that the Ultimate players are all really hungry to go, go to offline tournaments right now. So they got all those spots ASAP. And, you know, there weren't really spots for, for melee players to even... So, you know... it. Toph, you make such a good point, too. I mean, Mm. think about this. No, people didn't play, hardly played the game. They didn't really go to tournaments. And then as soon, but the game lived, right? The The game game lived. lived, And as soon as something offline happened, they all went and they helped hit the global cap. Now, we didn't even have that. So how could our, how could our game be be dying, right? Like we didn't even have an event like that. Like, could you imagine a lot of the melee players if... If we had an event where, you know, tournaments just didn't happen for some reason for a year, like, I don't know, man, the sky might actually fall. But yeah, I mean, you, you bring up such, such a good point with that. Yeah, yeah. And people don't people don't always think about that kind of stuff. So, you know, I. Uh, yeah, I, you know, I think there's a lot of things I could say about the topic. But I saw a lot of people being bummed out about the state of melee after SmashCon fall fest but it's like you know it's one event so yeah i mean i I guess i guess to put a positive spin on it is like you know we've seen a lot of ups and downs in melee and i think we're still Mm -hmm. in a more up period for sure a lot of things to be excited about we still have slippy we still have 
world tour we still have a lot of people that are hungry to play we still have new innovations new mods of the game new people wanting to push the game forward that are practicing a lot so many mm -hmm. people are on slippy all the time right there's a lot to be excited about you know try try to have your vision bigger than one tournament if you can uh True. makes it makes things a little more fun let's bring on our first caller let's see what uh we got some interesting questions already and uh interesting to talk to team kessig uh a longtime uh, friend of my channel, my Twitch channel, and also of, I believe, Team Kessing, you've been on Radio Melee before. I mm -hmm. have indeed. All right. How Welcome are back. Today? Thank Pretty you so good. Much. All right. Where are you? I'm calling oh, from yeah. Boston today. Okay. Boston. Shout outs. Love yeah. Boston. So, my question uh, for today is that over the past few years, we've seen Fox and Falco co mains disappear from the top 100 to nigh extinction. Oh man, this is a good question. We've seen, uh, right now, I think Mango is the only one operating both of these characters at the top level. Slox yeah. has dropped Falco, Ryan Ford has dropped Falco, and other players like Cyrox and Ralph have just fallen out of the top 100. Additionally, we've seen the rise of high technical singular spacey players like Magi, Ginger, just to name a couple. And single. Do you think, yeah, single spacey yeah. mains. And do you think this is happening because of the technical requirements to play both of these characters at a high level? Do you think it's because of differences in their play? PP, uh, you're a Falco main who was, you know, ranked number one in the world. And Toph, you were a formerly top 100 Fox. Do you think there was a? Do you think there are differences in their play? What do you think that? Why do you think this has happened? So you know, I actually used to dual main. This is not widely known, but before I, I dropped Falco in 2010. Yeah, I played Fox and Falco both until 2010, and after I dropped Falco was basically when I started getting ranked like top 100 and stuff. And I will start, I will start this question off by saying that for me, I think there's two big issues. I think the first big issue is the technical requirement. And it's not even the, 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 the complicated stuff. It's literally the fact that wait, like whenever I switch, and you even see it with Mango, you see it at the highest level. Switching back and forth between Fox and Falco, it does kind of mess up your wave dash timing. You, I, I remember whenever I would see these tournaments where Mango would switch back and forth, sometimes he'd have sets where his wave dash would look kind of sloppy here and there, you know? Um, and Scar even used to point out how he thought one of the eye tests for is Mango playing good today is how clean are Mango's wave dashes. Um, dual maining definitely makes it harder to stay consistent with that, although uh, that's not the biggest reason I dropped Falco. The biggest reason I dropped one was because I ultimately... I don't feel like they cover different matchups that well. Like, I think from a practical perspective, I, whenever I was going to a tournament, I found myself always gravitating towards one or the other, and it was never, like, about matchups or about any kind of tactical or strategical thought process. For me, it was always like, I think my Fox is playing better today, or I think my Falco is playing better today. And it was never... Okay, you could argue that, like, for example... Maybe Fox is better against, like, Puff. You could argue that Falco might be better against, like, Falcon. But for me, I never felt like it was a big enough difference that, like, I actually strategically needed to use character counterpicking. So it just became comfort for me. And because it was just comfort, I felt like, well, if I just practice one of them, I'm just always going to be more comfortable on that character. So I just stopped dual maining. Sure. That was it for me. I don't know. I mean, you played Mar like Falco Marth. That's got to feel a little different, right? PP? Because like there, yeah. there's actually some, there's a different matchup spread. They feel very different. Overall. Yeah, they feel, they 
super different. I mean, Marth, he can play a lot slower. Falco, there is no you play slow and you're you're dead. You I, you don't get a longer dash dads. I need a longer dash dads. <laughs> yeah, you need a longer dash. It's so important. And uh longer dash, sorry, yeah. Yeah, no, um I, I like I like the extended cut though too. I like that. So uh but um Fox and Falco for, now I can talk about when I first started seeing it because there was a time I guess when you when I started playing, everyone had a fox, so it wasn't just Falco players. But everyone had a fox because all the, the crazy stages, fox was just insane on them. But then there were there were Falco players that started picking up fox primarily for puff. Um, that was when I f- first started seeing a lot of that. They would go fox only for puff. A lot of the Florida Falcos, others, uh, Zoo started doing it as well. Right. Um, but and then you kind of see that kind of thing continue with mango over time. I don't know if it's the same thought process or a different one. Um, with Fox going Falco, you brought up Ryan Ford. I think he, that man just hated Falco and he just wanted to do, uh, I wanted to put the stuff back at him. And I think that might be some of why Fox players had Falco. Now again, not Toph's case because Toph's case, like you said, was different. So I don't think this, that, that argument works for all players that were more Fox focused. Yeah. But I started t- Falco to be clear. I actually was a Falco mid first. Oh, okay. So, Sure. Well, I, I'm I mean, on the Falco downplay trade. I think I, I was always about like, man, I think Falco sucks compared to Falco, <laughs> blah, 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 blah. And then, you know. And I think I think that's why most of the time when I see Fox, when I think of Fox Falco players, I think of Falco players that had a second Fox, not Fox players that have a second Falco. I, I think the, the former is a little more common. Um, but and I think a lot of that was because Falco matchups versus floaties are weird. You don't have like a guaranteed kill setup. Edge guarding is complicated. Juggling is complicated. You can't like laser down tilt if their shield is at a decent size. You often can't get that. And then they shield grab you and you die anyway. They can still combo you. It's hard to combo yeah. them. So these sort of things where like if you're Fox, it's like, I don't have to do that. I can laser and then I can, um, you know, jab up smash or just get an up smash if they're jumping like his puffs case or whatever. And I'm not saying it's like free or anything, but it's more straightforward. And that makes it much more helpful for Falco players. Um, and I think and I remember someone asking when Ginger started coming up, I think this is where this changed if my memory serves. And someone said, Ginger, why don't you go Fox versus Puff or Peach? And he said, I think Falco is the best character. Why would I go Fox? And I I don't know if that I don't know if that had any impact on Magi or any or or BBB or any of the other uh, Falcos or whatever, uh, but it it at least changed a lot of people's thinking where they're like, oh, I guess Falco could do it, and and uh, I think that was something that perhaps had an impact on a lot of the other levels of uh, Falco. No, again, I can't speak. I don't, I don't know what Magi and BBB's reasons are, but at least in Ginger's case, and I think he did come up a little earlier, or uh, he's he's talked about his views on these things more than those people, I believe. Yeah. And so that's that's something that's probably had an impact. And so that's my understanding. Um, if, if there are any holes there, let me know, Tove. I will say that a lot of the people that were brought up in this conversation aren't really, like, well, I don't, yeah, I don't really think they were ever actually dueling. Like you mentioned Cyrox, like I don't think Cyrox or like Slox, Slox, Slox triple main Fox, Marth, and Falcon. So that's what you what you might be thinking of. And I don't really remember well, Smash a, Daddy ever being a 
Valco there, there was a change uh, with West Balls, I guess you could say, because he also went oh, kind uh, Fox. Of, yeah, Fox. He, he was going Fox a decent amount. Not all the time, but he did it sometimes. He tried Falco too. What's his thing was always like, he'd go Falco and he'd get, and like, he'd, you know, he'd play Falco and then sometimes he would like drop a game in a tournament or something and he'd go Fox. And then he'd come out afterwards and he'd be like, I'm, I'm switching to Fox after this tournament. I, Fox is just better. I should just play Fox. And then immediately he would just go back to like you could tell he was just a falco player in his soul yeah i, I mean like. i agree with that but he had stretches sometimes he, he would start fox sometimes he would, yeah. he would switch yeah. yeah so there was there were lots of different things with him and so i'm not saying he was he was a solid fox falco co-mate because i agree with you that's not the case but yeah i yeah, think yeah. i think in the case of a lot of the falco players that were using fox i don't they don't know if they, any of them necessarily even wanted to do it. They just felt like I had to. And so uh, maybe I guess yeah. you could say because of that, maybe Falco, more people have learned more about how to play the matchups. And now they feel like, OK, well, now I don't feel like I have to. And maybe that's just all there is to it. It is interesting overall that there was actually just there was a, definitely a shift in melee overall from I remember a couple years ago when like Armada and. uh You <laughs> and. I guess Music King were winning a lot of things, and people were like, you know, dual mating is probably the future. Everyone's dual mating these days. People are dual mating a lot. You, you got to dual mate at the top level, blah, blah. And then now, where, well, especially after Hungrybox was winning everything for a while, but then also um, with like the Mango Zane arc, where, you know, Zane is just Marth and Mango does dual main, but, you know, uh, often he kind of restricts his play to one character within the confines of an individual tournament. Uh, now it feels like people are just saying the other thing. And they're like, oh, yeah, you got a solo main. This game's actually too hard to dual main. So I think it's actually, there, <laughs> there is something really funny here. And I've always said this. I hate how uh, there's this bias. People bias the shit out of what the current top placers are doing. Yeah, I agree. Hardcore. And I, I predicted this. I remember when Armada retired. I think I might have even tweeted this. I said, Quote me on this when the next tier list comes out and Peach falls down like three spots because no one's playing Peach at the top level anymore. And you'll notice like that 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 definitely is the case. People just aren't that high on Peach anymore. People generally, a lot of people put Falcon over Peach, and it's literally just because Armada. Uh, you know, people ask me things like, um, "This is just an overall thing that I have that I think is a bias that melee players do that I don't like when they do this." People talk about. Have you noticed the way people talk about the Sheik reaction tech chase? People say, like, in a perfect theoretical world where Sheiks could reaction tech chase, this matchup is like this. But because Sheiks can't do that, and it's not feasible, and it's not real reliable, and it's not practical, the 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 you need a, the, the Sheik Sheik players can't win against Fox because because look at our top Sheik players, Plup dropped tech chases all the time, you know. And then I say to them, okay, what about Wizzy? Why is Wizzy able to react? Like, why are you, why do you talk about Captain Falcon? as if reaction tech chasing is something he should be expected to do. But you don't talk about Sheik like that. Falcon's different, obviously. Falcon's different. Look at the he top looked... players. It's different. It's different. It's just different. Falcon can run faster. What about boost grab? What's that? <laughs> so people talk, about, people talk about what's feasible or what's practical or what's good in the, in the very narrow lens of very specifically what the existing top players are currently doing. And I've never, I've never been a big fan of that, <laughs> you know, like I, I, I just, I feel like it's, and, and, and you see it all the time in all these different contexts. Um, but in any case, I'm, I'm, I'm zooming out a little bit here, but, but to, to, to dial back into the question, uh, you know, I do think it's different for each individual. PB, you pointed out, uh, 
I like what you said with like, for example, the reason Ryan Ford dropped Falco. Because because I think for the reason that, okay, the dual mains, or, or if you want to call them dual mains, the people that started playing Falco and then started picking up Fox, they have very different character or very different reasons for doing that than the people yeah. who started Fox and started picking up Falco. Um, I always used to call it the Toronto Falco, uh, ex- the Toronto uh, the Toronto Falco factor or the Ontario Falco factor because every all of the Toronto Foxes or Ontario Foxes they always hated Falco <laughs> and they always thought Falco was broken. Every time Ryan Ford would play Falco, I'm just like, dude, I get that you think Falco's like broken or whatever, but like, just play your Fox, dude. <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like he was just playing Falco because he thought it was broken and like. The spite play. The spite play. Exactly. Exactly. And whereas the Falco players picked up Fox, it was actually more for like counterpicking puff players, you know. And, now, um, I, I don't think, I don't necessarily think any of the Falco players enjoyed playing against uh, Puff with Falco, at least at the time. I think they hated it too. Definitely. So, uh, I, think, I think maybe that if there is a common thread, it is, I hate this particular matchup, and so I will pick this other sort of similar character to that you know, maybe if you put a lot of time into them, it will be easier. You really, you really were the person that blew, blew it wide open for solo maining Falco for matchups like Puff. When you think, yeah, I, I, that was you. Yeah. There was, there have been times where it's not cool to say that Falco could do it all. That time is not really now, but kind of now you, I mean, you could say, well, it's, it's easy. It's easier now is what I mean. It's easier now to say that Falco can do it all, but now there's, but now there's, now that Mango went Fox against Zay, now it's hard again. So it's a little bit harder. <laughs> we'll see how long it lasts. But yeah, well, so like at, you're saying, it's the same type of thing. At least we have Leffen telling everybody that Falco is better against Marth than Foxes. Which, <laughs> at least to be, we to have be honest Leffen. with you, to be honest with you, right? If if the Falco players won't upplay their own character, at least we've got the Fox players. Sorry, if if the Falco players won't downplay their own character, then at least the Fox players are around to upplay Falco. Yes. I think I said that correctly, yeah. You did, you nailed um, it. Mind you, I, I, I don't know. Jury's out for me. I, I don't have a strong opinion on who does better against Marth between Fox and Falco, to be perfectly honest with you. I always liked it more as Fox, and Mango said the same thing. I, I always thought having, I don't know, I, I, I see the argument in both ways. I, I really do. Um, and I, I could definitely see it with regards to things like, you know, I've seen, I've seen the, the, the frame by frame breakdowns on like, if you shoot the laser at this height, then, okay, then it's really hard for Martha power shield. And, uh, and then okay. I start seeing the, then I start seeing the, I'm, I'm like, okay, I, I can see how this is, you know, you can really get a grasp on neutral. If you're, if you're really consistent with these low lasers then yeah, it looks really nightmarish for, for Martha to reliably power shield. And, and then, or, or it can't apparently in some spot, I don't know. Anyway. Um, this, this is all to say that I think different people have different reasons. But by the way, uh, I noticed you did not point out Kessig. I noticed you did not point out someone I'd like to shout out, which is Azel, who Azel. is a, prime, a, a notable dual main in this era, having gone mostly Fox and singles and doubles, but also some Falco in matchups like the Ditto, where he beat Albert. So I thought huh. that was pretty cool. At uh, SCL season, whatever season that was. I guess it was season one. Um... Completely but, forgot about Azul. Yeah, Azul is definitely up there. Uh, homemade waffles, probably not ranked in the top 100 right now, but like you know, he would be considered certainly one of the stronger dual mains. But I think that I think that it's I don't know that we've ever had that many. I guess like even some of the people you listed, like Cyrox. I don't think Cyrox really ever went Falco in. in it, it was really common, I think, about 
10 was years it? ago, a little more than that. Like, oh, was, oh, I see what you're saying. It was common a while ago, not, not and then, and then it was, it was tapering off more, uh, after we got into Evo. And then I think, uh, I think again, especially in the last few, I think the, all the Falcos that have come up and I guess all the Foxes that have come up too, really haven't, haven't had any interest in that. Now I can't speak to the Fox interest in that so much. I, I don't know if, I don't think Fox players necessarily love fighting Falco more now, but I, but, like, fighting, I like fighting Falco. Yeah. Maybe, I mean, maybe but, that's, maybe that has shifted. Maybe that's part of it. Uh, but uh, regardless, at least on the Falco end, I can at least say that it seems like they're just more comfortable with the matchups, even if they don't enjoy some of them as much. You don't play as much unranked as I do and hate the Falco matchup. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, it just it you help. just come out of it, and it's just your it's just your most practiced matchup. There's nothing, you know what I mean? You've no excuse. All the if foxes, all the foxes from Summit have switched back to Falco now. I've noticed, so you could have the Falco practice again. Who, wait, wait, who, who specifically? I I used to go oh, after from Summit. They, they all the Falcos went Fox for like a a week or two, and then yeah. they've all switched back. They've all since switched back now, so they're all Falcos again. I like. I liked playing when I was a dual main. I liked playing Falco, um, but I, 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 I don't know. I never thought. Yeah, I, I guess coming back to my original point, I never thought it was like a strategic decision. Um, and I do think that ultimately, you know, ten years ago when it was really common, I do think people just used the other spacey to like patch your bad matchups or the matchups you perceived as bad. Yeah. Or just the matchups you didn't want to build experience in. And um, I just feel like the overall skill level is higher now. And people understand how to play matchups better um, on a general level kind of thing. Like, across the board. Obviously, at the at the top level, I think people like PP always knew what they were doing. But I, I definitely think there were a lot of holes in the average player's kind of matchup spread back then. And so I just think that it was more prevalent for that reason. But, you know, if I'm... You know, I, I I had little tricks. Like, when I multi-shine with Fox, I go from... I know a lot of people... Zoo did this, too. I go from Y to B when I multi-shine with Fox. And when I wanted to multi-shine with Falco, to give you an example, I would slide my thumb from X to B. Because that added distance meant I could travel at roughly the same speed with my thumb. That's cool. And still get a multi-shine input, even though... And it doesn't mess up your tech. Right, right. So there were little, there were little techniques you could use to kind of patch the differences in timings with fox and falco but i do yeah. ultimately feel that like yeah it's, i just don't see what the benefit is unless you're trying to have fun and then then you know don't let anyone ever take anything away from you but yeah I, from a practical i i still i still think it, it can be valuable counterpicking um, really who would yeah. you what would be your ideal like what would be your um your theoretical matchup strategy um, counter, theoretical counterpick strategy so i think as as a Falco, I want Fox most for Yoshi's story because I don't think there's a better character on that stage than Fox. Oh, stage counterpicks. So okay. I think I think stage is one. Um, if I'm a Fox player, maybe I consider Falco for FD a little more, um, in, at least in some matchups or something like that. Um, and then I and then it, you know if if I if I wanted to play Fox more uh, versus Sheik or Floaties, then I could do that too. I think that would be as a Falco. I think those are things. That, that if I really wanted to, I could invest more time into that. I generally don't think it's worth it, especially because the Sheiks are going to have so much Fox practice and 
And I think Falco can do it fine. And and having a Falco that can do that matchup really well is still really rare and really hard. So there's there's a, there's almost like the low tier type of advantage in that. That's that's me personally. Uh, but there you there's an argument to be made to still play Fox in some of those. And I don't think it's necessarily wrong, but it's just hard. Just like playing one character well is still hard. And so I've I think it's just so much work to just have two characters that are just really refined like that. And I think you just need all of that experience like someone like Mango has to really make that work. But uh, you can do it. I just think yeah. solo maining is ultimately easier, at least as long as you're playing a top tier. Right. For sure. Thank yeah. you so much. You're very welcome. You got any shout-outs for that. us on your way out today? I do. I have two, in fact. Uh, the first is to uh, The Superior, who is a uh, Peach Packness partner, and he's also a friend, and we've been getting some great games lately. And uh, my second shout-out is actually to uh, Toph BBQ, hey. because uh, when we were, playing a little, we were playing a little bit ago, uh, I think on stream, and uh, you told me my Marth wasn't quite there yet, and I spent more time walking my fox. However, instead I chose to drop the fox, spend more time with Marth, and now I have the inspiration nice. and goals to win a major, so Toph has to congratulate me on my <laughs> victory with Marth, knowing in the back of his mind that he was wrong. Yeah. Did I say that? I don't remember yeah. saying that. Now let him know, Kessig. Call him out publicly on air. Don't let him forget, either. I think you might have misinterpreted what I was telling no, you, but... No, I'm, I'm Team Kessig here. I'm Team Kessig. I'm Team Kessig okay. here. Team Kessig. <laughs> let's, let's just go with that. <laughs> all right, thank you so much. I'll see you all hey. later. Thank you so much for having me on, and hey. have a great night. Thank you too. See ya. Bye. Hell yeah. Hey, let's go though, Toph. He shouted you yeah. out. I love that. Love that for you. Uh, thank you. Yeah, it's rare that <laughs> actually it's not so rare. We get shout outs. Uh, yeah, then. sometimes we do. Not, usually we together, do. not not individually. So usually much, together, but... not individually. Yeah. yeah so, hey, let's yeah. go. Breaking ground here on uh, Radio Melee. I don't remember. I don't remember telling him to drop a character. I want to say, <laughs> I think what happened was I played him. He's going to show you the clip. And now. he played. He played, I think he played as if he was a main of one character, not the other. And I guessed that he was a Fox main. I guessed that he was a Fox main playing Marth versus a Marth main playing Fox based on the, his two characters. I didn't well, tell him to drop one character versus I mean, another. Uh, but you can, he's going to let you know after he wins that major, man. He's going to let true. you know what you said to him. Well, I'll get him, we'll get him on the interview. Yeah. And then uh, and he'll, be... he'll really be able to lay it down. <laughs> yeah, for sure. He'll bring the clip with him in a USB drive. Yeah. Oh, okay, let's bring in our next caller. It's Mapu. Yo. What's up, Mapu. Gamer? How's it What's going? Where, where are What's you cracking? calling in from? Uh, I'm calling in from Central Florida, Orlando specifically. Shout Is that where out. you're from? Uh, I'm from Miami, but yeah, I've been living here past couple of years. Oh my god, I didn't even know that. I guess I never stopped to ask you that that other time. Yeah, well, there you go. Why, is it surprising? What do you mean? No, oh, I don't know. I just, you know, <laughs> it seems like people are leaving uh, Central Florida. Not well, you know. I have one day to, to see plup Literally, it's literally just plup. Yeah, I have it's one just day plup. to plup. It's plup. Yeah. <laughs> How's that feel? Wait, plup left. Xbox came and left. Um, Xbox left. Where's Xbox? Wait, no, he's back now. But remember, he like went to Georgia for a while, and then he was. Uh, Some other fucking place. And now I think he's back. Uh, Wizzy left. Wizzy moved away recently to Texas, I think. Whoa, I Wizzy didn't know that. Texas? Yeah, he lived down the street from me and my buddies. He came to like our house to hang out once. Whoa. What'd you guys do? Oh, it was just like a non-Smash party we were just hanging out. But uh, it, it was, was interesting. Was he dancing? Wizzy. Did Wizzy bust you know, some moves? He wasn't dancing, but he was no, better at Jackbox. 
He was better at Jackbox than expected. I'll say that. Oh, yeah. Wizzy, Wizzy a trivia head. Love that. No, I wouldn't say trivia. He's more just a funny guy. Okay. Okay. Funnier than you'd think, anyway. He's, he's thinking of jokes when he's uh, between between matches. Yeah, in the 15 what? minutes he takes between games, he's <laughs> yeah. coming up with jokes. Love that. You got any jokes for us today, or do you, you got a hard hard hitting? <laughs> Are you question? asking if I came in with like a with like a fucking routine for you? Oh, oh man, no, you I'm, 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 I'm segueing it. Yeah, I'm going to ask you if you have a uh, melee related question. Oh, I do, yeah. I do. In fact, or oh, they yeah. wouldn't let me in here. So uh, ridiculous. The audacity. Uh, if you remember. Really. If you'll remember, uh, yeah. a couple days ago, or it might have been yesterday, yeah. Hugs tweeted. Here we go. Saying, yeah, it was, this is about the Smash Con thing, more or less, right? Yeah. Uh, you know, the reason a lot of people aren't showing up is because there's no money in it for us, right? At this point, we're sustaining ourselves on like our content creation. We can't afford to just, you know, go to every tournament if they're not compensating us, right? And my question, slightly shifting a little bit, is do you think that like how the fact that so many, uh, like, big figureheads in the melee community. Uh, do you think the fact that so many of them have shifted towards content creation and like sustaining themselves privately online has affected melee attendance or, or that it will long-term, like it's going to be a problem? Uh, this keeps coming up, actually. This keeps coming up. Do we do, how do we feel about the fact that streaming is more lucrative or whatever? So... Mm -hmm. I, you know, th this is not definitely not the first time this has come up. Um, I, I just think that this was kind of a, this question took a back seat for a while because we were all online and it wasn't yeah. on issue. There weren't offline tournaments. I, I don't, okay, here, here's the thing. I, I don't really know that this question applies to that many people at the end of the day. It applies to Mango, sure. Right. Mango mm -hmm. definitely can stay home and stream. And, and I mean, he, you know, he just is a phenomenal Twitch streamer and he's, you know, doing really well on the platform mm -hmm. but but like for somebody like zane like i mean i've spoken with zane about like why he didn't enter uh for example yeah. smash Gunner or, or the recently. covid stuff yeah and for him right exactly he lives at home there's some very real COVID concerns and i think with zane especially if i mean if you've ever watched the stream his stream is completely centered around preparing for for tournaments you know what i mean like <laughs> he just very obvious maybe he just plays melee Maybe a little bit of Fall Guys. Sometimes he doesn't talk very much, and he's very clearly just trying to prepare for tournaments. Yeah. Um, and I think that's a lot of people. I've spoken with Amsa, and Amsa was heartbroken during COVID and was saying, I just want to compete. Having to focus on content creation is just not where my heart is. You know, I've talked with... And, mm. you know, I've talked with Mango about it. And um, let me tell you, no one was as torn up as Mango was when Armada retired, for example. I think Mango is oh, somebody yeah. who... He has not hit Really... Him. He's not hidden that, yeah. And I think Mango's somebody who really does understand the gravity of like how much he, the the his his presence kind of impacts the health of the melee scene. And um, so I, I guess from my perspective, it it is a concern, or like it could be a concern, but like I don't really. On a practical level, I don't really see it as an issue right now beyond maybe Mango. Mm -hmm. Maybe. Well, but Mango even went to Low Tide City. I think you know, that applies in smaller scales in different places. Like, uh, mm -hmm. it's a random example. I don't even know if this is true, but like, let's say, a, like, like a Moki, right? Maybe Moki goes to fewer locals now. You know what okay. I mean? As an example. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I think there are a, a good. There's like another dozen and a half or more like melee Twitch streamers 
that mm-hmm. would probably opt to like stream to their 40 to 200 viewers rather than go to their locals. Does that make sense? Does. That does. But at the same time, let me tell you, as a reputed top player in my local region, mm-hmm, kind of, of course. not really. Absolutely. But, you know, I was like seventh. 100%. Uh, that's pretty high. That's kind of high. Seventh, you know. I'd Whatever. say you're a draw to your locals, right? If people knew Tofu's coming, they might come too. Thank down. you. And let me tell you, I skipped a lot of locals, and I wasn't streaming. <laughs> uh, melee players have been skipping their locals since the dawn of time, and sure. uh, I don't think it has much to do with content creation, because uh, uh, as many of us skipped, who skipped our locals for streaming to our 40 to 200 viewers, um, we also skipped so that we could hang out and do... Fuck nothing. <laughs> I mean, there's a, a, there's a million fucking reasons you could skip a melee tournament. I just yeah. wonder, like, how much... Because I think content brand even affects, you know, the people who aren't actually making it. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I know a lot of people have, have tried and failed, or maybe it's on the table for now. Like, I, know, I saw Soonsei was trying to make videos for a while. Like, you know, I feel like a lot of the people who, like, floated on top 30 have thought about it. Junebug's making videos. Not that he's, yeah. like, a super active player these days. But you know what I mean? Like, I do. I feel like more and more people, Rishi's making videos... People just want to are, are are thinking more that way now, and they're not just approaching melee from the perspective of the all all the coolest players are going to this tournament. I really want to go because I love all the coolest players. You know what I mean? No, that's true. Um, yeah, PP, what do you think? Um, so I mean, there are, I have a few things written down while you guys were talking, and I think you will not be able to get everyone away from tournaments and um. I was actually talking to someone else about this recently, and they were saying there's a guy uh, that they were following along their YouTube, and they said the way this person, they won't play Melee, they play a different game, but the way this person viewed tournaments was as their exposure bucks, basically. That mm-hmm. you go there, and then you, there are so many people that are not in your bubble that pay attention to you. As long as you do decently, you make an upset somewhere. You only need to make one for people to talk about you and then they'll they'll try to find your content or something and you go from there and so i think it's always going to have some place but there and, and we can talk more about that but there are a couple other things i wanted to talk about too i think people often find competing more fun so i think that there's always going to be people that are going for that i think with rankings being also involved people like the mangoes and zanes might be more picky about what they go to but they'll always want to go to them to some extent, I think this impacts locals more than anything else, and that's a, a really important conversation. But uh, I also kind of think that the a lot of people that are saying they don't want to go because they want to do content, I think a lot of them, you know, I mean, we were talking about hugs. I think he just hasn't wanted to compete anyway. And so I think, you know, I think if you often meet people do have more goals and everything with competing, that's often why you build more of a brand because you're competing. But I also kind of feel like, once you're having less fun with that, then content just makes more sense. It's just you don't have to do all that crazy effort, and then you can still uh, you can still enjoy that so much mm-hmm. more. And so um, I, I I think that it it just it's a shift in priorities uh, and and what's what's really fun to people in a certain way. For um, sure. And then with with hugs specifically, I just want to bring. I, I think that was from like a commentator's perspective is how he was seeing it. it commentator. Is my guess. Commentators. Yeah. Okay. Sure. And so. I guess maybe he thought if I shift back to the fun perspective, maybe because he saw that the attendees list changed, maybe he was like, well, I'm not going to enjoy commentating this as much. I don't know. I'm just, it's a speculation. I don't know the answer to that for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, But it could have been, it could also be the case that, you know, maybe he, maybe he just wants to prefer traveling 
more on the West Coast. I mean, there are, there are a variety of reasons why he might not want to do IRL stuff because these things, if you're if you could just do content, these sorts of things, you can you can pick and choose more if you want to, I guess. Um, but if you, I mean, again, if you want to make content and all of this stuff work, you can pre-record things like YouTube videos, have that drop while you're out there. Um, and uh, but yeah, I mean, I think one to kind of get to something that I think we are going to have to deal with eventually, maybe not right now, but I think it's coming. Um, I think we got to talk about retirement at some point. I don't necessarily mean for anyone in particular, but like, what are people going to do when they're done? I mean, and it, we could even say past content creation if we want, but, but if you go the content creation route, um, you know, I hope you would, you basically, this is, that's what our, looks like our path is. I used, we used to think maybe some of us would be commentators. looks like most of us are not thinking that, but some of us are like hugs, for example. Uh, but um, commentator and then also content creation. And so where are we going to go from there? And I think, you know, if you, if that's what, if that's where you want to go and you're enjoying that, I think that's fine. But then what are we going to do for our, for our players past that? And so I think there's this there, maybe you could look at this in stages where you have the young stage and you're the competitor and you want to win the major and be the top player. And that's where you are. And that's where I think a lot of people are. And, um, as you get, you know, better, you think more about your brand because everyone tells you, you got to think more about your brand. We're in the content age now. And so you start maybe trying to do some of that, or maybe you focus on it after you get to top 100, top 50, top 30, whatever. And then, and then, you know, I think more people start watching your stuff, top 20, top 10 ish. And so then you have to start balancing that. And then you have to figure out, well, I've done this for a while and now this is a lot. And you know, where do I want to go? And and these are hard questions and they're also hard to maintain while you're thinking about all this stuff. So, um, while this is a challenge for melee it's also a challenge for each of these people too like where are they going to go what's the what's the insurance policy and and so i don't blame people for shifting away but i also feel like there are ramifications at least for locals um i'm not sure if we're having really serious major effects at majors and i think part of that is cuz i think what tofa's saying is that there's not so many people that could be uh, making a huge living off the game still for various right. reasons. So, yeah, I, I mean... Yeah, I, I also don't think that it has to be... I mean, for many years, I was very much involved with Melee while working uh, just a job job. And I, I, I almost want to take a step back and, like... I don't know. I want to put out there that, like, you don't have to make Smash your whole life. Like, you can be sure. a Rishi or a Hungrybox for a while, you know? or a uh, shroomed, you know, there, there have been plenty and plenty of top players who just have a day job. And, you know, like, like you know, this is, this is something that I almost want to tell more people is like, dude, you know, you don't have to make Smash your source of income if you don't want to. You can treat it as a hobby up to a very, very high level. Uh, and for a lot of people that are going to tournaments trying to get better, I think people almost want to look at it because of people at the top, like Mango and Zane, who, who do, you know, who their, their, their income and everything about their, their lifestyle is melee, uh, with regards to, uh, or, or, or at least gaming in some form, but you know, like normalize just being a gamer, uh, you know, part of the time, Uh, you know, you could literally like if, if Zane can be top third in the world with Roy, you know, you can be top third in the world and have a day job. Same with Hungrybox, right? Like Hungrybox literally did that for years. And, uh, I just, I don't know, like, uh, it doesn't, you you know, for, for, for some people, I almost want to, uh, I, I, I actually, you know, I found this 
it's 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 funny because now that I am doing Smash full time, I will say the perspective it does feel different where you're looking at you know tournaments as um, kind of an extension of what you're doing in your day to day anyway. But it's funny because when I was working a day job, tournaments and locals and things like that were very much like a, a retreat or a respite from from the daily grind, you know. And um, I don't know, there's something there too, and I think it's cool when people like that stick around and and do reach a very high level while just you know not, it not necessarily being their main thing yeah but, i mean um, the, the, the whole yeah. you know having a job pull you away from melee therefore affected the community was only like part of the question it was really like right. the shifting attention of the melee community as a whole like what we care about now because mm, our favorite personalities of course yeah and right. and you know what like because as the starry-eyed kid going to nationals in 2015 be like oh it's the guys in the documentary right Mm-hmm. In 2021, if you're the starry-eyed kid who loves Zayn and Mango and whoever, right? You kind of get your fill, not just from them, but for a whole ton of top players and personalities by just watching their streams, right? It, there's there's less of that. Like, I really want to go to the tournament that they're going to. Now, I feel like I feel like it's it, it's kind of silly because obviously these are people and not like commodities, but it feels like they're less right. exclusive now. You know what I mean? Like you can just kind of get them anytime. Huh. Um, I will say about that that. Uh... There's still enough of a sentiment in the melee community that the IRL experience hits different. But oh, I, yeah, also, course, I yeah. also say that if every slippy tadpole tried to go to a tournament, we couldn't hold them all. So I'm <laughs> with not. I don't all think we them. want them all to be honest. Someone can stay that's, online. That's fair. Yeah, some of the green falcos, right, Tove? Well, <laughs> uh, then yeah. we lose half the player base. That'd be a problem. <laughs> we will lose so, half the player base. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I think. It, we're in an okay spot as far as majors and probably even regionals go. I mean, regionals maybe will be also affected by some of the stuff and and everything. Um, I don't see a worrying shift so far. Uh, it seems like there's plenty of players that are still invested, and I think you kind of have to be in order to maintain, you know, your brand or whatever. And I think, especially if you're you're going to be pretty high level, you have to be really invested in melee. I'd be surprised if you can you know, how far you can really go and, and do other things. But there is also a, an advantage to having some time away from the game to let ideas settle and things too. So it might just depend on everyone's own particular situation. But again, um, I think this is most concerning as far as my understanding goes with locals. But this, like Toph also said, this isn't yeah, new. Local. Um, I think, don't you think that, don't, don't, don't you think that there's still, even from the viewership perspective, don't you think, because you mentioned, PP, how people love they're, they're, the people still like they 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 value that offline experience. Yeah. Don't you feel like even as a viewer, like I feel like offline tournaments, people Twitch chats care more. I feel like even with like you know, even if the people aren't going to the tournament, even if they're just staying at home and watching on the stream, I feel like people care way more about Summit Eleven than Summit Ten. You watching, know, watching oh, yeah. the dudes sit next to each other, like, oh, where's where's the chair gonna be? Where's the chair? Yeah. Yeah, like, and then like, Zane's arguing was, about the chair with Hungry Box. That's you know? huge. That's big. That's man. huge. You can't get that online, right? He can I have his chair think... wherever he wants. That's right. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I and the crowd think... is huge, right? The crowd, oh, yeah. The crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The crowd. Yeah, and there wasn't even a crowd at Summit. Well, actually, there kind well, of there was. was. There's like roomfuls of people shouting. You could hear them. That's true. Um, but yeah, I no, I still think. I mean, maybe to a certain degree, but I, I just, I just still think that like melee actually, if, if, if anything. If anything, and this is going to sound crazy maybe given the context of your question, but if anything, I actually 
I actually wish people would care as much about the offline tournament experience. Um, when, when you actually look at viewership numbers, you know, Melee is the kind of game that pulls upper tens of thousands, if not oh, you know, sometimes I see even you're hundred thousands at tournaments like Genesis. We were watching, we were watching, um, listen, we were watching Polish versus Juicebox to the tune of 10,000 plus viewers mm-hmm. on the VG Bootcamp stream this past weekend. Really? Right? Smash did that wrong? Yes. For, wow. for, 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 for really, you know, Thousands of you know, people no, tuned no in to watch no fluxes. Tens, ten, yeah, 10,000 plus viewers, 12,000 plus Yeah, I think viewers, it was like 13. Right? Because it was an established brand, VG Bootcamp, because it was Super Smash Con. And, you know, these are not players that they would watch on an East Coast Friday stream. If anything, I think, and again, this is going to sound crazy, but I'm, I'm sure you see where I'm going with this. If anything, uh, I think, yeah. I wish people cared more about, uh, Say we, it. I mean, Say we, it. Have Zane, we have Zane playing IBDW. You know, you can watch Say two it. of the best players in North America, two of the top five players in the world, play serious sets basically every day to the tune of two to 300 people. You know I, what know. I mean? And this For is sure. the highest level gameplay. But it, so it's if, it's not just the gameplay people come for; it's the stakes, right? There, Which well, is a range might actually make go. a really big go. flash online. So you answer, but see, but see, so so in that sense, it kind of answers the question answers itself. Where I I do think people actually still ultimately have their attention on IRL majors. You know, the I think so too. Matter. I think people will still watch them in droves, but attending them is is the question that I'm thinking about here. So I, I think that takes it another oh. layer of commitment. Well, I guess we can worry about that, you know, a little while later, but Riptide hit the cap in like two seconds. Oh, yeah. So I don't think we have that. I don't think we're going to have that problem for a little bit. I'll be I, mean, honest I think with COVID you. is way more of a factor than anything else. Like, obviously. Right. That's so. why I said it won't be a problem for a little bit. But if it is, um, I think we can kind of address that when the time comes. But if there is, if there is a Absolutely. problem, it'll be it'll be the first time in Melee history that we have any trouble with that. So I'd be shocked. It's a good point. Yeah, I think that's the really the time to assess is like let's when we got tournaments that don't have entry caps. That's a good point. Then then we'll really see like okay how do our how do our numbers look you know? Yeah, actually, Uh, I do think there's like that hidden bed of slippy players that haven't really gone out to anything Mm -hmm. yet. Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna happen. We gotta we gotta start thinking about ways to 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 draw them out. Okay, again, maybe we don't. Maybe we ranked ranked is gonna change the game. It's gonna make some grinders. I think, dude. I want. Imagine we have like bounties or something. Imagine there was some kind of bounty that we did where we we somehow incentivize people to. I don't know how this looks. Things like this have been done though, like like what Matt Dot Zeb did with uh you know collegiate crew battles with uh with this yeah you know what the melee games there's there's. There's ways to get people out there. I haven't thought about it yet. I just had to spark this thought, but there are there are ways to do it. And yeah. we've got the people, we've got the numbers. We've just got to, we've just got to route them in the right. You know what I mean? We've got to take yeah. them. Yeah. We got to put them in the right way, but they, they're there. Um and I guess to answer your question in the original sense, I I do think the attention ultimately still is on IRL tournaments. It's just a matter of converting from the the, the viewership to com- converting that to, to, to offline attendance. Um, yeah. Well, once once caps are lifted, right? Because, yeah. yeah we'll main see. stage is going to be really big, I think. I think main stage is going to be huge. And I do think... I'm so excited. Leffen's coming. I'm so excited about that. Is he actually? Isn't he? I thought that was a whole draw of main stage. He might be. I don't know. I certainly don't have the insider info. I'm not boys. I certainly, I, I did hear that uh, travel from the EU like opens up in November or whatever. So 
Well, fingers crossed. Yeah. I'm going to a what's that? The December one, it, World Tour in Orlando because I live here. So that's gonna be exciting. Oh, the finals. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Go that. yeah. So that. Hey, I'll see you there, big dog. See you there. I'll make sure to give you COVID. <laughs> that's all I want. <laughs> if I get COVID from you. I don't know what I would do. I would I would find Probably a way go to, to the hospital, right? Extract those COVID cells and just keep them somewhere forever as a memento. That's well, there you go. That's an honor, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, they're used well, to thanks keep. for the question, Mapu. And it's yeah, it's no a problem. question that does come up from time to time. I'm sure it's not gonna be the last time we hear a question about, you know, IRL melee. For sure, for sure. Because it's it's an interesting question and it let me tell you, it's been pertinent for a long time, as you yeah. as you can imagine. As will the uh, retirement convo that PP was talking about. Yeah, I think I think that is much more pressing than mm-hmm. the, that and seeing what we can do with content creation in the main meantime. Yeah, hopefully the Slippy Kids come to fill the shoes. I think it'll happen. Yeah, seems that way. All right. Well, you got any shoutouts for us, Mapu? Um, none in particular, really. Hopefully, I'm teaming with my man Kyle Chase. This is my peer pressure to him to come on Saturday and team with me. Ooh. Uh, Good luck. Teams. Yeah, that's, a, that's a name drop. I love teams. teams. I'm Our a huge out. teams guy. Our hey, I need to apologize to, to be on this. I need to apologize to be on the summit real quick. Uh, I was under the impression, I think we talked about this on some other episode of Radio Mail. I was under the impression that they weren't running teams at main stage. Apparently they are. Uh, I don't know why people were talking on Twitter like they weren't running teams at main stage. Apparently they're just not running Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl teams. Oh, which I don't really care that much about because I've, no this is colors. the first time I've heard anyone talk about it. <laughs> Nickelodeon All Star Brawl doubles. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. In any case, uh, yeah, doubles is is sick and uh, true. Shit. Okay, if I had it my way, dubs would be just as big. I love dubs. I love dubs. I think they're great. All right. Anyway, well, yeah, you let you let them know, Mapu, and uh, we'll, well, I'm sure we'll see you back before long. Have a have a good rest of your day, gamer. Absolutely. Have a good one, y'all. Later. Man, Tof, I'm a hundred percent with you. We we, we got to get these content creators paid, man. I'm with you, brother. You know what I mean? I know. What I you just mean. feel like 100%. there's just no there's no reason there's no reason. I agree. I'm with you. We get ten thousand viewers. Amen. I just feel like. Oh, Amen. I'm. I'm picking up what you're putting down. What happened to the wanna... melee, man? It's I good know. melee. I know. You know, you, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. A hundred percent. I just wanted to reaffirm that you were speaking some big facts. Thank you. Appreciate that, PP. You're welcome. All right. Uh, Let's well, do our next caller. Get our next caller in here. CG, Coconut Gun, what's up? <laughs> I'm sure that's not what that stands for. Could be Chain Grab. Could be Coconut Gun. Not even close, but maybe I'll change my name to that after hearing it. Just Fair my enough. initial. Anyways, how you doing, guys? Good. How up? are you? you? From? I'm good. I'm calling him from Toronto. Oh uh, hell yeah! I, just wanted to I say... can hear it in your voice. I can hear it in your voice. Really? Oh, <laughs> that's funny. Anyways, Tofa, I wanted to say, even yeah. though I'm just a slippy kid, when you talked yeah. a little earlier about Toronto hating Falco, I felt that. Yeah, yeah you felt that. <laughs> that they do, right? Been, yeah, that character's been my worst enemy online, man, for almost the past year. Dude, it's what a, is it's it? It's a long-running tradition. It's a what is it about tradition. the? Yeah, man, we gotta get to the bottom of this. Yeah, weird. I, I didn't even think of it as a, a regional thing till Tof called it out, but I guess it is. It is, but, especially uh, with the fox. Do you play fox? I do play fox. That's the worst <laughs> part. Yeah, yeah. See, you gotta be kidding me. Well, good yeah, call. Yeah, that's Tof. the worst part. Spoke right to me. Oh, Anyways, dear. my question. It's more on the subjective side of things, so, but more than objective, but. I wanted to ask you guys, as I just said, I'm, I'm a slippy person, so I'm quite new 
even though mm. I played ultimate before getting into melee. Mm. I know uh -huh. getting good has been a topic on here a couple of times. And my question for you guys is, where do you think the line is between being patient and trusting the process and actually okay. getting good at melee? Like, for example, if someone is actually practicing every day, like doing their solo practice or doing the VOD analysis, and even in some cases doing coaching, you put that all together, like obviously they're not going to jump and become a PR or like a top 100 player the next day. It's still going to yeah. take some time to get up there. Yeah. But let's say they were doing all the necessary components and all the right things to get better. When do you think they actually could get better? And by better, I mean not necessarily going 0-2 or 1-2 at the local. PP, you should, uh, dude, I'm so excited to hear your answer to this question because as I heard this question, I am reminded of your video when, of you talk, my favorite video on your channel, I might add, oh. uh, which is the video where you were talking to the Crimson Blur about <laughs> And I love that video. It's my favorite it's a, video. That is such oh, a it's funny video to think of for this. Because <laughs> didn't Blur basically ask the same question? with a little bit of a blur lens to it. And he was basically saying, hey, I feel like I am doing everything right. And I really feel like I should be one of the best players ever. And yet I'm not, what's going on? And, and I you said, were like, you did everything except what you needed to do. <laughs> yeah, you did. You did say that. I think, I, dude, I think it's so easy to feel like, dude, it's so easy to feel like you're practicing. What do they call it? It's practice versus effective practice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's so easy in Melee to feel like you're really putting in the hours, but you're actually just kind of not being efficient. It's really easy, I think, with Melee. Um, and, you know, let me, I, I think PP's going to have a lot to say for this one, so I'll start, and then I'll just let PP just go off. I'm going to try I, to behave, but I'll, yeah. I've, <laughs> I've been coaching a guy, no SW, you know, sometimes we do it on stream, Chad SW, Octet, Ben SW's brother, okay, plays Captain Falcon, and I have very concrete things for him to implement, and we'll do our sessions, and then I ask him, like, I'll notice he's struggling with the exact same things, and he's struggling with Peach, and he can't deal with Peach's down smash, he can't deal with Peach's down smash. And then I'm like, okay, well, can you dash dance grab? And he's like, yeah, but I don't get anything off the grab. And I'm like, okay, at this percent, you can do up throw and stuff. Did you practice the upper thing I told you to practice? And he's like, well, you know, I, no, I just kind of played unranked. And I was like, okay, so you didn't practice the rising up air. Okay. And then, uh, <laughs> you know, I, I watch his gameplay and I'm like, oh, I keep telling you to whiff punish with dash dance grab more, but you're still doing all these side Bs. You just side B every tw 10 seconds and your opponent keeps punishing it. Uh, you know, and I'm like, I'm, I'm telling you, I'm giving you the flow. I'm telling you what to do, right? I'm giving you the recipe. Uh, and and, and I'm sh I believe that you're working on stuff. I believe that you're working on something, but I'm telling you what to practice and I don't, I don't necessarily see that you're doing it. Can you really be honest with... So anyway, sorry to, sorry to come out and, and start with this loaded interpretation of the question, but, 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 but I, do think, I do think that it's easy to... Deceive yourself in melee. I think it's very easy to feel like you're practicing hard, but you're really not practicing the right things. Mm -hmm. So, um, CG, I just want to get a clarification. Um, so when you say being patient and getting good at melee, and this is what's on the screen right now, yeah. I almost feel like the question could be reframed slightly, and it is being patient versus feeling the need to adjust something, feeling the need to put like a lot of effort in to solve something. 
Is that accurate or am I uh, trying yeah, so to let me clarify? Okay. Let me clarify. So a little quick shout out to IBDW because I was doing lessons with him for a little while. And the first thing he ever drilled into me on our very first session is that a lot of people actually don't see improvement through the right lens because everybody is always getting better as time goes on. And in order for you to make improvements and start making results and climbing up ladders, you have to start getting better at a rate that other people are so you can catch up and surpass them. And that's kind of what improvement really looks like. And just to clarify, when I say being patient, another thing he drilled into me early on was that Melee, as we know, it's a, it's a really complex game. It's been played for a long time and there is a lot to learn. So when I say being patient, PP, I mean patient in the sense that you could go into a bracket You've been working on your stuff. You've been improving since the last time you were in a bracket. But let's say you're playing someone and the way they play the character, they're using an option you're not familiar with. And you kind of lose because you haven't seen that before. You don't really know how they adjust. What's the answer? And it's just patient in that sense that while you're new, you're going to run into a lot of roadblocks mm -hmm. in the sense of there will be stuff that you just don't know how to deal with it because you haven't really seen before. Mm -hmm. And I, I found that really interesting. I wanted to get your guys' opinion on it because... IBDW told me, and like paraphrasing here, I don't really want to put too many words into his mouth, but he told me the reason why players like him, Mango, and Zane, one of the big reasons they're so good is because they have been playing for so long and they have seen all these situations and there isn't really so much new things that catch them off guard. And they've, I, that's why I call it like patience and like trusting the process, like just allowing yourself to play the game and through time getting better. Does that make sense? Yeah, well, okay, so what's the problem? You're, you're patient, you play a while, what's the problem? Are, are, no, I'm just, not curious, you, like... Yeah, so I guess I, I'm, not sure, I'm not sure what I'm trying to solve here. It seems like you understand that there is patience required, you understand that there's a lot of things you're not going to see, and you understand that other people are also improving. Um, I guess one thing I can add is there are usually higher value things that catch you up faster, or there are things that come up a lot, a lot of patterns that people do, and the sooner that you can break those that are harming you, um, panic rolls, you know, dropping a certain combo or uh, not covering people going to edge, you know, whatever it is. But there are certain things that if you get more mileage off of that that you weren't doing before, you're going to see like a higher jump than if you can multi-shine three times instead of two or, you know, whatever, right? Like, so... Um, there are higher value things you can do and focusing on the higher value things uh, and breaking your patterns is going to get you more value. And that is going to make it easier to be patient, but you're still going to be surprised. And I'm, I'm not sure if I'm not sure if there's much else I can say about it framed in the way it is. So maybe I'm missing something. Yeah, no, sorry. I wasn't trying to make it too personal. It was just that I've, I've had other conversations with other new players before. Mm -hmm. And like, I, I wanted to come to you guys for this because for me, it's like when I talk to other people and like, for example, I had this one guy that I was playing with on Melee online and we had a session and he was talking about how he was frustrated and like how he feels bad and he's not improving and he's been playing for this many months and he's not seeing the results that he wants. And he's like, when am I going to get good? And I was like, dude, like I've barely been playing longer than you. Like, I don't know. You just like, you just got to hang in there. Like, trust okay, the process. Yeah, like, yeah. So like, I don't really know how to answer that from like yeah. my perspective, you know? Okay. So when are you going to get good? Now that is a very different question than I, yeah. what, I, what I originally yeah. thought. Probably of. if it was, it was all confusing, confusing. that, that yeah. sounds more or less like it. Yeah. Okay. So thank you. Uh, so I apologize. I badger you a little bit to get there, but I just wanted to make sure I understood. So, so when, so the question is, when are you going to get good? And that is a very different thing because 
first of all, I mean, the most obvious thing to say is good is different to different people. Like, is it your PR? Is Super it Super subjective? Yeah, yeah. Is it your top 100? Is it, you know, you, you win a major? Is it you beat your friend who barely can L cancel, but you can L cancel a little bit better and you beat him? Like, right. Like it, there are so many things about what good is. And sometimes when you get somewhere that you thought was good, then you're like, well, I'm not actually that good. Or there are people that are better than me that maybe I could beat. And so then you said, you said a new thing. So there are, there are lots of things here, but you know, getting good. I think what most people could kind of say, if I want to just not be, not seem pedantic about it, getting good, usually you have a pretty good control of your character. And so what I mean is you're doing mostly what you want to do. Uh, when you want to do it, you don't drop many frames, stuff like that. Um, you're able to usually punish decently. You usually have a you have a good grasp at some matchups. You have like a decent grasp at others. There's not too many matchups that surprise you. So if you see a young link in bracket, do you know what they could do to surprise you? If you see a game and watch, you know, do you know like, yeah, okay, maybe they don't have a shield. Maybe everyone knows that, but do you know like what they want to do? Do you know how to edge guard is up B, right? Like maybe you don't. And so there are just things like that that are worth kind of knowing and usually are, there's a more holistic feeling of of being prepared for things that is in line with being good. You have a confidence because of your understanding. And so that is something that is different for different people because you're saying when, when you get there could depend on how much you care, how many internal blockages there are, uh, how many physical blockages there are, um, how much time you have, um, how much freedom your parents give you. I mean, uh, there could be, you know, how, how money can be a factor that sometimes can, you know, can slow things down. Right. So it it's and again, some people have a growth process where they start out and they go really fast. They go really high up and then they, you know, get bored and then it takes a while and then they oh, then I want to try really hard again. Right. But some people have a steady, slow process. Some people go nowhere for a while and then they realize that they actually want to take it seriously. And then they, you know, go. So everyone's got their own path, too. And it's not. And so I can tell you kind of what it feels like to get there, but I can't tell you how long. I if I if I gave you a number, um, I think I started feeling much more comfortable with the game probably around a year and a half, two years. I kind of know that's when other people seem like they usually start feeling more comfortable around the two year mark. But if you played for two years, and you feel like you can't do anything, then it does. You know, it's fine. Like there are people that, you know, played a while before they they got somewhere, even some some stronger players. I mean, I think a lot of people think back to M2K who had to play for a while before he was really able to do well in tournaments. So Ginger mm -hmm. talks about this a lot, how Ginger played for like a really long time. OK, before, like Ginger talked about how he was playing. Apparently, Ginger's more old school than me. I didn't know that. Mm. Yeah. Well, and, I didn't know yeah. that either. I, I had a guy. I remember this guy, Reason. Uh, he went by MD for a while. Then his name was Reason. And he was one of the top uh, Dr. Mario players on the West Coast for a while. Um, he had he beat he beat at some point he beat most of the NorCal PR. He was a NorCal power rank Dr. Mario. And I remember I knew I knew him for four or five years and he was terrible. <laughs> he was so bad. Dude, he was just, you know, he's one of these guys, like he was buddies with all of us. You know, he'd come out to the fest and all. And he was just one of these guys where, you know, you'd see him and everything, and it's like, oh, you know, what's up? What's up, dude? You know, how's it going? And he was just not good for a long time. And you know, it just he just it he, he didn't care, you know, he was just having fun, hanging out. And then all of a sudden, like, I mean, I'd known him for like five years at this point, four years, five years. And he just started like taking names and he started going to tournaments and doing really well. And uh, 
And then he followed the path of every other Dr. Mario man, where I think he did well with Dr. Mario in tournaments for like three months and then immediately started talking about how he needed to switch characters. But anyway, whatever. That's <laughs> besides the point. But yeah, I know people who like literally, they, it just, it seemed like there was no hope skill-wise, talent-wise for them. Uh, and then something just clicked years down the line and they just started getting really good and they just started beating. I mean, he, he like doesn't really compete that much anymore, but I mean, if he kept going at the rate he was going, he definitely would have probably like, gotten like top 100. Uh, cause he was definitely beating a lot of people on like, you know, in NorCal and on the West coast at tournaments and stuff. And he was definitely really solid. Um, so, so yeah, like I, I definitely think, uh, for some, for some people, for some people, for whatever reason, it just takes them a long time. But, um, mm -hmm. um, I can step in here for a minute if you want to. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just, ahead. I just want to say, if you listen to this story, and you've been playing for a short period of time or you have been playing for several years and you're like, oh, okay, it's fine. I can just continue to not take it as seriously. I would encourage you not to do that if you do want to become stronger at Melee and that really is your goal. So I, I like the story because, you know, it's important to know that you have time and things can work out, but it's also important to say the other side and that is that usually when you want to make the change, when you really get serious about it, the change starts happening a lot faster. And that doesn't mean like your mm -hmm. results always shift overnight, but it means you start really putting in the type of work that helps you the most and that changes things the most for you. So want to yeah. balance those two things for people to say, be kind to yourself, give yourself some trust, but also you have to do the most important stuff. And uh, however that works out for you, I think is the most important thing. Yeah, no, that you guys... You guys really bodied that question. Like those were some great responses, mm. and you know, I I agree with a lot with what a lot was said. Like melee, it's there's a lot of depth to it, right? And you can't you can't get that all overnight. And I it's just kind of hard sometimes because even as a new player talking to other new players, like it's a really common sentiment between yeah. a lot of them that I talk to that like this game's so hard. Like everybody's so good. Like yeah, it we is. can never catch up. And I I, yeah. I like. I'm only human too, and don't get me wrong, I'm not trying to speak like I'm perfect. Like, I obviously get upset when I lose in tournaments sometimes, but, like, I think it's a big reminder that, like, a lot of people need to hear is, like, it's about the journey, not the destination, right? Yeah, that's a good if reminder. If you could just become, like, a task-level fox overnight, would it really matter that you were that good? A big reason between these wins and, like, why you see the pop-offs is because people had to work so hard to get there. They had to put they so much into for it. it. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what makes it really impactful. Yeah, I, that was really good, guys. Yeah, thanks for answering that question. Thank yeah, you for definitely bringing it to us. If you could just snap your fingers and be that good. Mm -hmm. I, dude, you know, people always ask this. They're like, you know, okay, what if, if I went back in time, I would beat Ken in such and such year? You know what I mean? People always talk about, dude, well, if you sent a top 100 Spacey back into 2005, they would win every tournament. But would they even feel that good? If I went back to 2005 and I beat shitty-ass side-being everywhere Ken, I don't, I don't even know that I'd be that proud of myself. You know what I mean? I'd be like, all right, cool. That like, for you too, Tove, because like I have friends that play Smash casually and like semi casually, and like I'll play with them if they ask me to play them, but I don't actively go out of my way to ask to play with them because they want when they want to get serious and they want to have a serious match. Like it's just such a blowout that like it's just kind of like oh whatever. Right, right. And like right, I think right. everybody forgets that about competition. Like we like to have good matches and like people push us and like actual yeah. competitive matches not just blowouts yeah i'm with you on that one yeah so yeah you're right i mean i i people get people get in their feelings about it too i remember i remember back in 2010 man i had a friend in japan who was saying he was like man i don't feel like i'm getting better and i'm like 
because like he lost to me in tournament and then a couple months later he felt like he was better than he lost to me in another close set and i'm like but i'm getting better too you gotta like everyone's getting better Mm -hmm. it's like it's the thing you said everyone's getting better and uh the way it works for a lot of people, I mean, you don't have to get good that fast, too. You got to realize, like, the way that the way that it naturally works is it does get hard. Like, it gets harder to get better as you get really good. Like, for somebody like, for somebody who's a new player to, like, bring something new to their gameplay, there's so many different things that they could get, improve at that it's very, relatively speaking, it's simple. Someone, someone, someone like PP or someone like Zane to, 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 to make tangible improvements there's so much more refinement that's needed because you're mm-hmm. already you already have that base that mm-hmm. I, naturally improvement i guess slows down in that sense right mm-hmm. so you know even if you're not improving at the rate of all your peers or something like even if you feel like your friends are getting better faster than you it's still not a race they're going to reach a level where everyone's going to plateau at some point and even if you feel like people are getting better than you faster right now like that does not mean it's going to be that way forever Honestly, Toph brings up a point that I just kind of want to restate a little differently. Um, comparing yourself to all these people, right? They they might be prettier than you, and they might have more Instagram followers than you, but it doesn't it doesn't matter. Just try to be better matter. than you were yesterday. That's, That's right. It matters, man. Because you That's think right. about all this other stuff. Yeah, bigger number, not better person. I'll That's say right. It. It's yeah. easy for me to say that, but I'm also saying it anyway. <laughs> True. But no, I mean, uh, I mean, he also says that in jest because he knows that yeah, that yeah, is yeah, not yeah. a healthy yeah. sentiment. It's not healthy to do that. There's right. Um, it's it's better just to focus on you and what you can do. Um, looking at others is good to pull ideas from, but the second you start comparing. You're taking all that mental energy you could be using to improve away from yourself, and then you have all these judgments, and it doesn't—it doesn't serve you. It doesn't help you. Do what helps. Do the high value stuff. Focus on yourself, King. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That's what they say. <laughs> no, thanks, guys. Honestly, I—I I got nothing else to say. That—that that was really great. Anytime I'm ever—I'm ever feeling down, or I'm talking to someone again, and they're a beginner and they're like feeling down about themselves. I'm just going to, I'm just going to blast in this episode of radio melee on YouTube yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and be like, go there. Perfect. You'll be okay. Let them feel know. Free to, feel free to link this whenever you want. That's right. Mm-hmm. That's right. <laughs> well, so thanks for any... coming in. Yeah. yeah, no problem. Thank you. Got any shout outs for us, CG? Uh, yeah, if I have to give a shout out, I'd like to say, uh, not to throw shade at any of the content creators that just make stream highlights. But as you guys talked about content with the previous caller, I just wanted to give a shout out to a lot of the people on YouTube that make melee content that's like really well edited. And like, you can tell there's like a lot of effort being put into it. Cause like that sort of stuff is like, at least speaking for myself and some others, I feel like that really gets people in the games, like really interesting thought provoking videos on like anything about melee. Related. It's just, it's just cool stuff. So shout out to those people because I know those videos are definitely hard to make. But yeah, thanks guys for answering my question. It was a blast. Hey, you're very welcome. Thanks for coming on. Have a yeah, good one. Take it easy. Yeah, take it easy. Be happy to hear from you again someday. Sure. Take care. Wow, very good question nice. from CG. I'm glad we got to talk about that. I, I remember believe- the first time, you know, the first time I, I, I said that to somebody was, was, yeah, it was like 11 years ago when I had that conversation with that Japanese dude. He was telling me he was bummed out about how he wasn't improving mm. that fast or something. I feel like the sentiment is so common now. So common. Anyway, yeah. that guy's name was Daigo Mihara. He went on to become one of the best <laughs> players. No, I'm just kidding. Um, hey, let's hey. go. But, uh, you, changed, you changed the timeline. Congrats. I did. I really, really shifted, turned things around <laughs> for that guy. 
Man, Tokido keeps beating me. Oh no. no. I think he probably I think Daigo was probably the probably slicing everyone up back then. But anyway. Yeah, he still was for sure. Um Yeah. Uh it is uh but yeah, it's 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 tricky. It's tricky for a lot of people. And um but yeah, things click at different race for people. You know, mm-hmm. it goes goes for anything. I always think about people talk about a hungry box is such a successful streamer. I remember hungry box has been trying to He's been a streamer for years. Yeah, he was trying he's, to make that work for a while. For a long time, yeah. And then mm-hmm. he, like, went back to having an engineering job. And, you know, mm-hmm. it was, like, Hungrybox didn't start blowing up until, like, last year. But he's been streaming since, like, 2014, 2015. Yeah, something. People, people, I think people, uh, they really, um, uh, uh, they, they don't, they don't give enough credit to, some, sometimes people don't get it right the first try, you know? You gotta, you gotta work at it, and, and they, they, they only see the clutch boxes. They don't see all the 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 clutch building. They don't. That's they didn't right. See, they didn't they don't see, see the behind the scenes. How we practice see those pop offs in need. Of, they didn't. They don't see hungry box in need of a major comeback. <laughs> you know, right, right. Oh, we gotta get H box on here one of these weeks. Well, we tried, but uh, let's take our next caller. Do we have one more? We got one Let's, more. Lil uh, Bird. Our last caller for the day, I think. Lil Bird, what's up? Where are you calling in from? We cannot hear you, Lil Bird. We can't hear you. Sorry, I was muting well, the stream. I was, I was too busy being engrossed in conversation in your Daigo jokes. <laughs> got it. <laughs> they were what's very up? good. Uh, where are you uh, calling in from? I'm calling in from Ohio, actually. So East Coast, kind of like you, Peefy. So East Coast? Yep. Um, anyways, the nature of my call is more along the lines. Of, it's a lighter, uh, lighter topic. It's okay. more along the lines of: um, Do you think the Smash community, aka mainly the Melee community, will still dip their toes into Nick uh, a little bit longer uh, than now that they're implementing things such as like dash dancing and really listening to the communities? Because I've been really enjoying watching all the cross. Uh, cross connection between like void and mango and just mm. all the scenes coming together to grow like i would like that con- to continue but like uh kind of like how uh Toph went in and was commentating ultimate how mm. s fat was doing rivals tournaments for a while do you think it's going to continue on now that the devs are actively listening and showing it with their pa- uh patch updates or do you think it will kind of continue the regular scene like growth and branch off into its own thing uh, well, I can tell you right now that one of the things that will help this game a lot and get keep people playing it is if Nickelodeon keeps putting all that money into those tournaments. Yeah, there was a 10k pot. You think you think Nintendo giving us a 10k pot? No. So like, uh, I mean, it it really that is something because I mean, especially we were talking about content and money and stuff earlier. You want you. Want, you want all these broke smashers and people and indie indie game players to to come together for a tournament. That's a good way to do it. So I just just to straight up say that I think that'll be part of it. But yeah, so so the developers. Um, I don't. I mean, I'd be interesting to see where they got that from. Did they watch the Golden Guardians video where we all talked about it and take anything from that? Did they take it from somewhere else? It'd be interesting to see how they how they are making some of the decisions, what their inspirations are, but. But it seems like, yeah, they're making a real attempt to to change the game up. They, they added a core mechanic like like, you know, the game was so air dash focused. And now there's there's a ground mechanic. That's 
depending on how it's implemented, I haven't checked it yet. I don't really know how impactful that is. But if that is impactful, that greatly shapes and changes the way that the game will should function, I think. And so that's pretty big. And uh, it's it's uh, and and they changed some of the things that made it kind of repetitive that I think were kind of tough. And so I I think they are interested. I think um, another thing, because we were talking about content, too, if the if people keep watching it, if people keep watching it, if people keep playing it and enjoying it, then people are going to keep streaming it. Uh, and that's going to keep people integrated. And there's going to keep, and then collabs are really good. Numbers are better for everyone when people are collabing. We learned that with Mungi among us, but now we're learning that with Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl. So I'm sure we'll still keep seeing that. And uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think, so as far as content goes, and as far as, you know, Nickelodeon sponsoring tournaments goes the the financial incentive is there and then I think it's up to what do the developers want for the game do they want a really long life do they want to work on something else eventually you know what what will they get to a point where they're pretty happy with it how much are they going to patch like there are other things like that that I don't really have an answer to and I'm not sure what kind of state the game is in yet because the patch just dropped but there are things that I think indicate that there are going to be more crossovers and I did my own video about this that's longer, but the the idea of a platform fighter community, I think, is emerging. It has been, but I think it's really emerging with Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl, where people are playing more games. They might enter more games at tournaments, similar to how people in the fighting game community enter multiple games at tournaments. So I think we'll see more of the same thing there. And uh, I think this this could be this could be pretty cool. Whether even if it even if it's Nickelodeon All-Stars Brawl is just a fad. I think it still opens the door for more of that later. Some of the connections formed now will be able to be tapped into later. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I think I, I think it, regardless, I think it has made made a significant step toward that. It might be what really changes a lot of it. Yeah, I think uh, you know if if your question is like, are all the melee players that are currently playing it going to keep playing Nick All Stars Brawl? I mean, I definitely don't think that's going to be the case. Like we, you know, any way you slice it there's always going to be like an initial hype wave for any new game that where everyone's going to play it, at least for content. Um, and then, you know, naturally the people who really like it are going to stick around. And then some other people uh, might play it once in blue moon. I do think PB's right though. Like if there's insane dev support in terms of prize pots, like that would definitely be a big incentive for people. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, for, for, for me, I'm kind of waiting and seeing right now. I think there's a lot yeah. to be said about, uh, not only patches in terms of the competitive side, but also like, you know, there's there's some kind of polished based things that I think yeah. people kind of want from a casual side too. Mm-hmm. Um, things like voice acting, but also things yeah. like, you know, some of the character models, right? Mm. And I think a big part of longevity is also going to be how well the game attracts casuals. I know a lot of people right now yep. that are hesitant to pick it up because of the $50 price tag, honestly, right? That's like a lot of money to... Uh, to to you know in a game in a in a in a in a in an industry now where a lot of these games are free to play you know that have dlc on top you know that is kind of a hefty price tag so that's something i'm keeping my eye on um but uh yeah i mean i do think that the scenes are getting closer and it's not you know in terms of like the platform fighter community i don't even think it's just games like nick i even think like you know even even when you compare like how much more willing melee players were to try ultimate when Ultimate came out versus like Smash Four, I do think there's more crossover now between these sorts of games than there oh, was definitely. in the past. Yeah, yeah. So you know, I think uh, certain people will stick around hardcore. Um, 
But at the same time, I mean, I, I definitely think there's going to be people who specialize in... I mean, I know a lot of Melee p players that, that, that already, you know, mostly just want to play Melee uh again and oh i mean I, idbw has been saying like yeah i'm gonna play this for one more week and then go hard back to melee so i totally understand right, that there's right. a growth like back and forth but it's what you were saying like i was just loving to and wanting to know your opinion on the scene growth back together right oh wait scene growth back together what do you mean well, no that? not back together i just meant that was a misstatement sorry i was more along saying the intermingling of the communities I definitely think there's going to be at least crossovers in the future, right? Like, there's no reason that even if Mango doesn't become someone who, like, competes in the game at, like, a high level or whatever long term, like, I still think it'll be, it's, like, it's easy content when there's a new patch that comes out, right? Yeah. It's always going to be something mm -hmm. that people are going to be down to stream. Um, so I think there there will definitely be plenty of, uh, you know, at least collaboration uh, moving forward, but... Yeah, like anything else, you know, the scene also their scene, the 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 Nick the Nick All Star scene is gonna have to, um, it it is it's gonna have to blossom in its own thing at at a certain point. Like like uh, it it uh right now it feels like everybody is a basically a Smash player who also plays Nick All Stars with with the exception of certain people uh who are you know very notably you know extremely good at Slap City people like Husky people like mm -hmm. um you know Fumbling right mm -hmm. um. But yeah, I mean, I think that eventually Nick All-Star is going to feel like it has its own kind of scene going, but I don't think that's a bad thing at all. I think that's, oh, no. just very, that's very natural. All right. Well, um, I don't think there's really too much else to milk from this topic. So I just want to thank you guys for having me. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Fair question. And uh, yeah, thank you. It'll, be, it'll be interesting on. to see in the weeks coming for sure. Yeah, I think it's it's cool to talk about. Yeah, and, I mean, uh, Toph is right about the initial hype wave. Like, I there's there is just there is the early period, and then you know, mm -hmm. I think I think probably a month, two months from now, especially. I think this is a good topic to revisit. Definitely, yeah. We're gonna look back at this question, and uh, you know, it'll be be interesting to see how things shake out. But uh, thanks for uh, thanks for coming on, little bird. You got any shoutouts you want to do? Yeah, if you don't mind, um, I want to shout out uh, Northeast Ohio Kent Smash. That was my homegrown scene. We helped helped build it and everything. Um, Heck yeah! So love those guys. Uh, shout out to my main man Zesty. Always uh, hopping in my chat, helping me grow, just keeping me company. Always, yeah. always a lot of fun. Love that. And um, yeah, overall, I'm very satisfied with how things went for the chat, and I really enjoyed uh, listening to all the other callers, especially the. Talk, touching in on the Ganon and finals thing. I liked watching that. I, I had fun. <laughs> oh, I mean, I did 10K. too. There's Hell nothing yeah, you too. can do because well. it's Ganon. Yeah, that's right. It is Ganon. Well, thanks for coming on, little bird. Appreciate it. Appreciate no problem. Your Man, you know, it's funny, PP. I, uh, I played uh, Nick All-Star Brawl yesterday, and I realized... Mm. I, Dude, it's crazy. I feel I still feel like the game came out yesterday. I, I was playing it and I was like, Pin, wait, what's the last time I played? And I hadn't played for 10 days. Yeah. Isn't that weird? I played it yesterday and I was like, wait, I actually haven't played for 10 whole days. What did I even do for 10 days? I, didn't <laughs> wait. I feel like I entered that like a couple days ago. It's already been over a week. It's like it's been a week and a half. I was like, dude, what the hell?
That's so bonkers to me. Man, you just, the thing is, Toph was making you feel rough, man. But now you can dash dance, so. Now you can dash dance, yeah, you, true. So now, now she's good. You can come back. By the way, I made a, wow, I made not, an oopsie. Yeah. Uh, she's well, really kind maybe, of maybe next patch, maybe next patch. You know, they actually, ner you know, they nerfed her. They nerfed her? <laughs> well, they were bug fixes. Like she had oh, like an, no. she had like a, her platform, oh, platform, like you could stall with yeah, it. Yeah. That and, and also her rock would bounce infinitely. So. Technically, they're bug oh, fixes, but no. from a from an objective standpoint, they're—I mean—they still count as nerfs. Why? Well, I thought they would have done other things. Did they? At least I don't buff think Patrick? they thought about balancing. They buff Patrick. They, they did. They, buff they the, fixed. Did they, they buff they, the butt hitbox toe? I know how much you loved that. Oh God! They no. They buffed his. Uh, apparently, his super armor didn't always work, so they buffed it so it's more consistent. Mm. Yeah. Okay, so tough next. Tough next for sure. For tough sure. Next. For sure. This time, for sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tove, man. I feel. I feel like I made an oopsie. Among other that. oopsies, and we didn't talk about the community voice. The community voice. No, I was going to bring that up. If this okay. was our last, I think this is our last caller. We actually do have the community voice from uh, yeah. our last Oops. edition, and uh, let's 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 bring on some of those uh, responses that we got. Okay. Uh, <laughs> so the question was uh, basically about just smash Twitter, and uh, I think you. These are not you, tweets, just so we're clear. These are, these no are not, one, these are not no one, everyone felt too ashamed to link tweets. So I guess it was okay that we didn't get Yeah, the tweets. question was specifically about degenerate, uh, degenerate tweets in, in the context of Smash Twitter. And uh, there's definitely been some pretty degen stuff on Deep Leffen. Um, yeah. You know, stuff about, I don't know, stuff about, off the top of my head, there's this whole arc with Hungrybox. Yeah. You know, resting his, re resting his gentle hand on your thigh, you know. I do. Uh, so, yeah, it's nice. I love the gentleness of it. That's very pleasant. Yeah, but apparently it's it's Deep Leffen has always thought that there was a bit of a some sort of threatening, aggressive undertone there. Mm -hmm. So so maybe you know it's 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 a complicated thing between Deep Leffen and and Deep Hungry Box. Um, Indifferentification responds that Crush's constant Gingerman profile picture wasn't degenerate per se, but it's a glimpse into the fractured psyche of a broken man. Wow, that's deep. I feel like. Isn't fractured psyche of a broken man? Isn't that just like a, a thing? That, yeah, what's well, a thing people say? I think it's just like wow. A, it's like a, it's like a, it's not not common, but it's a semi punchy thing that has kind of been said for a while. So I, if this is a tweet, maybe someone, maybe this person is saying that this was a tweet and they just didn't link who tweeted it. And I think that would be kind of wild. But yeah, that's a good question. I don't know. So <laughs> I'm actually not really sure. So I'm actually not really sure. My attempt at community voice did not end in success, but I can't believe. Uh, yeah, I can't believe that people didn't necessarily give some, uh, you know, harder, harder hitting. I mean, you could get really degenerate with it, right? I guess they would want to get degen on main. Yeah, that is a concern sometimes. I'm going to. Uh... Are you looking up a deep left and tweet right now? No, I want to see. I want to see if. Uh... You want to see if anyone in the comments linked a tweet? Because I looked I and I didn't see, see any. Okay, no one linked anything dirty. No, no I didn't okay. see anything, but I didn't check a ton. I well for the community voice this week. Uh, I want to hear about people's experience. I want to. I want to tie it into the um, the last question we got because I think it is kind of top of mind for everybody. How much are you at home? How much are you at home playing Nick All-Star Brawl? Are you, or what is your experience with the game? Because I think for a lot of people right now, there's a lot of 
There's so many, there's so many uh, split opinions. So um, many split opinions. And I and, I, and I, I would love people to answer as a spectator, but also as a player. Um, as the player, especially, I want to know, are people, are you playing, do you have a main? Are you playing the game? Uh, are you watching it, but you're put off by the price tag? Are you mm -hmm. surprised that people, I see a lot of people saying, wow, you guys really shilling for this game, huh? You know, kind of thing. Oh, so really? what, what is your take? Yeah, you know, people saying, wow, you know, I thought this game was supposed to be like a casual game, but the, the Smashers are taking it very seriously, <laughs> you know? So I've seen all kinds of takes on on the uh i've seen all kinds of takes on twitch on twitter about kind of what people think nickelodeon all-star brawl is um and so again is, we're asking uh, we're asking them just to be clear we're asking them what their personal experience exactly. and view on the game is how do you feel what is your relationship with nick all-star brawl are you yeah. playing it regularly do you think uh do you are you trying to go prone it do you do you do you have a certain character that you're playing that you enjoy? Do you only watch it, or are you on the other side? You're confused. Like, uh, when are we going to get back to the regularly scheduled melee, melee all the time content? I, I just want to know where people's heads are at because I feel like in the content creator bubble, you know, people like me and you, we have we have a different outlook on things compared to. I'll tell you right now, there are certain games that I never would have played if I wasn't a streamer. That's the same for me. I, also, I just wouldn't be playing pretty much anything by besides Melee yeah. if I could get away with it. But well, I wouldn't have played. I'll tell you, I wouldn't have played Fall Guys. Okay, I'll straight yeah. up. Yeah, I remember Fall Guys came out, and I was like, I'm going to have to play this game, more not I? That's a streamer <laughs> game. You know, Fall Guys okay. is a streamer game. Maybe Among Us I would have played, but I probably wouldn't have played it as much, right? So yeah. I think there's certainly games that, like, you know, as a content creator, you feel like... It's easy for me to feel like everyone in the world is playing Nick All-Star Brawl or games like Fall, you know, et cetera, right? But when you zoom out, you know, when I talk to a lot of my IRL Melee friends that are just NorCal Melee players, like, they've never touched the game and, and they don't, you know, they don't see it in the same lens as people like me or you do. So I'm curious to hear from outside of the content creator bubble, you know, what do you guys think about mm -hmm. Are you Are you really digging it? Are you playing it? Are you schmoving on people with your ang? Are you a little, little harder now? A little harder now without the outer hitbox, but you can still do it. I have a hot take. <laughs> Please hit me. You're for my hot take. I played a little bit on the new patch yesterday. Uh -huh. I think the top tiers got better. Ooh. I think that the characters that could zero to death you off every hit now can just combo you pretty well. And the characters that could kind of combo now can't combo. <laughs> I was playing Powder Toastman, and I'd hit people oh. with shine. I'd hit people with shine, and they'd go, Foo! Like, way. You know what? People hard smash the eye Falco shine, but the problem oh. is it's not melee, so there's not that much that's done. And I was just like, wow, I can't combo people anymore. That kind of sucks. I oh. really have to pick a top tier now. Yeah, it's, it's... Or I go back to top and just embrace the stray hit lifestyle. But <laughs> I can't do it. I can't do it. I tried oh, playing that character again. No. It's depressing. That's tough, man. Yeah. I actually think the top tiers got better, but that's my That's a, that, yeah, not because necessarily their kit got better, but because everything just got harder for everyone below them. That's a, that's a cool perspective. I haven't heard that. Yeah. Um, yeah, take it from a low tier main, low tier hero like me, which unfortunately <laughs> I have in that game. Every dude, I, if I'm going to keep playing that game, I need to pick a top tier. That game is not for the of tier. Yeah. It's just, but, next are, the, next some characters are so powerful. Yeah. Next. Well, I don't think, see, that's the thing. 
Everything they've done so far has been overall system system game engine changes and bug fixes. I don't think they've really looked at balance yet in terms of the 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 focus of their patches. Mm. So yeah, I mean, there's there's a lot that can change. There's so much that can change, and I think that's the cool part about yeah, it. Yeah, I think they were just a they're just putting out some fires with the first. Yeah, one. totally, totally. Oh, I, I for one will will miss all of Plup's chat being excited about doing the aerial attack. Yeah, several times in a row. And I, what an I, aerial I, attack it was. It really is. It really what is an, an attack that exists. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh. I by the way, I actually pulled up the YouTube the, the replies for this uh for this uh -huh. video. Um but everyone just really likes help me uh, I'm stuck in my turnaround. Help me step brother. I'm stuck in my turnaround. It is a good one. It's a it's it's good. I hadn't who tweeted that? Uh Magi. Magi. That's a good one. Magi. We got to get Magi on the program at some point. We probably Sure. Will. Yeah. And then well, we can ask Magi why there aren't any more Falco Fox step, memes. Step Brothers. Oh. No, no, we're not asking about that. Okay. <laughs> where was the inspiration for this tweet? We have to. So. Yeah. Yeah. What is that about? Why would you ever ask your stepbrother to help you out of anything? That doesn't make any sense. Tell me yeah, it's that. weird. I mean, you, could ask, you could ask a different family member. I don't know why. Yeah, you could ask any other step, family member. The step person probably not around. I mean. Right. Know. Right. Yeah. Well, anyway. It's definitely the end of the program. <laughs> That's the end of the program. We're actually getting canceled. Yeah. That's it. It's over. Oh, so thank, man. You for, thank you for all the support over the years. We've loved it. We've loved it. And uh, who knows when we'll cross paths again. I'm just kidding. We'll be back next week. Uh, we two are weeks. definitely... Actually, no, not next week. Two weeks. We, we have locked in the special guests that we were going to get this we've time. We've tried very hard to get them. We've had some That's difficulty, right. but... Everyone's calendars are marked. Well, they're we in have... a different time zone, as it turns out. That wink, is wink, important. nudge, nudge. That makes it harder for them yes. sometimes. It's hard to coordinate across yes, different time zones. We've got but a great, it's we got to happen next time. That's great right. guest. Look forward make, to it. Two weeks. Two weeks. Make well. Make sure you watch Radio Melee Off Air next week because that's yes. going to be a lot of fun. And uh, well, see you next time. Peace.